0: Have you seen, nowadays, there are so many Bhagavans coming up? Like Prabhupada once used the expression that nowadays Bhagavans are popping up like mushrooms. (laughs) And even during Krishna's time, nowadays there are so many Bhagavans, but Krishna had one competitor only and his name was Pondraka. He was the king of a kingdom, a province called Karusha and like his followers used to tell him that he was actually Vasudeva, he was actually Narayan and Krishna is a fake one. So sometimes the fools get misled by the fools. So that's what happened with Pondraka also. So he started to believe that he is actually God. And so he sent his messenger to Dwarka, to the Sudharma Assembly, with a message to Krishna. Give up your false claim that you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because I am the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So if you want to save yourself, then surrender unto me. Sarva Dharma Anpurittajya Mahamikum Sharadakraj. And he said, the symbols that you are carrying, you quickly return them to me. The disc and mess and conch shell and lotus, because they actually belong to me. So when the messenger was reading out the message, actually they didn't even read. These brahmanas, were so uh, they had such sharp memory that they would repeat everything that they have been told. So this Brahmana was actually telling what Pondraka told him and he was repeating the whole thing to Krishna. And it was so funny that everyone in the assembly started to laugh hilariously <coughs> including Ugrashen, who was otherwise very grave. They all started to laugh. So Krishna told the messenger go and tell him that I don't know whether I'll be able to return all my symbols but I'll send some of them back. Especially my disc, Sudarshan Chakra. And it will not go to your hand. (laughs) It will go to your neck (laughs) and sever your head from your body. And then your body will become the food for dogs and jackals. So be prepared for that. So, Pondraka when he received that news, he became very very upset. So Krishna told him, I am coming. So he prepared himself hmm, with his army and he was supported by his friend, the king of Kashi, hmm, the king of Benares. So Pondraka's army was in the front and the Kashi Raja's army was at the back and they were sort of waiting for Krishna to they were facing Krishna in the battle. Pondraka attacked Krishna and Krishna with his uh, oh yeah it's interesting also krishna saw that pandraka fitted in two extra arms <laughs> and in those extra arms he was holding uh, the symbols and so the whole thing was very very funny <laughs> and <clears throat> so when he came to attack uh, krishna just destroyed his chariot uh, and first there was a terrible fight ensued and after annihilating all the soldiers uh, like Krishna released his Sudarshan Chakra as he mentioned that he will send it to him and the Sudarshan Chakra chopped off his head, Pondraka's head and Kashi Raja's head. And Kashi Raja's head was carried uh, all the way to Kashi Benares from Kaurush. And it landed in front of the palace. So everyone became very surprised to see what actually fell like that. But then they saw it was the head of the king. So they all started to cry, the queen started to cry, and <clears throat> his son, Kashiraj's son, Sudakshin, was uh, extremely upset and he decided to take revenge. And so, but he knew that this enemy was so powerful that he won't be able to deal with him. So he started to perform a severe austerity to please Lord Shiva. And when <clears throat> Lord Shiva appeared to him, he asked what he wanted. So he said that he wanted to kill the, the killer of his father. So <clears throat> Shiva said, "Okay." then you worship the Dakshinangri fire with the Brahmanas. So according to Shiva's instruction, uh, Sudak- Sudakshin started to uh, worship the, the Dakshinangri fire, Dakshinagni fire, and as a result of that, a terrible demon appeared from that fire his body was black as charcoal and his hair and beard had the color of copper color burning copper color red and his eyes were blazing and he got instructed to go and attack dwarka so he charged to dwarka and When he arrived in Dwarka, then Krishna sent his Sudarshan Chakra to him. Krishna sent um, the Sudarshan Chakra and being attacked by the Sudarshan Chakra, this demon became so afraid that he ran away from there and he went back to uh, Kashi and started to destroy everybody, all the Brahmanas who are performing the jabya yeah? because that's what happens with this black magic thing or when they use this evil spirits, when they become unsuccessful in the mission then they go back and kill the performers, those who sent them. and <clears throat> He kills the, the, all the priests and he kills Sudakshin the son of Kashi Raj. And then Sudarshan Chakra came and burnt Kashi. The city of Kashi was burnt to ashes. And that situation was so devastating that Lord Shiva ran away from Kashi at that time. Because Kashi got burnt. And do you know where Lord Shiva went and took shelter? He went to Mayapur, yeah. And he took shelter uh, of Hari. And uh, Hari in Mayapur, the Lord in Mayapur. And that place where Lord Shiva took shelter of Hari is known as Harihar Kshetra. Where Lord Shiva and uh, Narayan became Hara, Hari and Hara became one. Half of it is hurry <coughs> and half is Hara. So this is what happens when one tries to develop animosity with Krishna. So be very careful. Hmm. So then, Pradumna and uh, Pradumna's son is Samba. So, Durjadhan's daughter Lakshmana was uh, to get married. So, when generally there are many suitors for the uh, for the princesses. There used to be many suitors for the princesses. So the princess used to offer the, the option or liberty to choose her husband. Often the parents would not make the arrangement, but it was left up to the princess. So Durjadhan made that arrangement. She was very beautiful and she was very qualified. And when uh, uh, Lakshmana was about to select her husband, Samba, Krishna's son, came there. And he kidnapped her. And all the Kaurava soldiers ran after him but some valiantly defeated them. Then the news reached the palace to Bhishma, Drona, Karna and they considered that it is a great insult. So Bhishma, they came and asked Bhishma's permission. Because there was a consideration like, should we really get into a fight with Krishna's son? Some suggested not to do that, some was very enraged, especially Durjadhan was very upset. Because he had a natural, he had a natural animosity with, towards Krishna. And now Krishna's son has stole his daughter. It was very, very disgraceful for him. So then the Kuru army went and fought with Samba alone. Samba fought alone with them. They were attacked when Samba was alone. And so in that battle, eventually, for how long could he face them alone? So Samba, after all, it's a pastime. Like, yes, Samba, Krishna's expansion can wipe out anybody but as I said, it's a pastime. So in that pastime, Samba was defeated and he was tied up and brought back to the palace of Hastinapur. Durjodhan was furious. He was saying that uh, that we must chop his head off. He dares to steal my daughter. But Yudhishthira Maharaj consoled him but still uh, he won't listen, he said "Dushashan, uh, to take him to a um, uh, field and chop his head off. So do it Yudhishthira Maharaj sent Bhima to please stop him when he got to know that. Because uh, it will be very, very disgraceful and very, dam- very damaging for everyone. So <clears throat> Bhima went and stopped Dushasan from that act. But still they kept Shamba into cap- in captivity. So Naradmuni Muni went and reported to, to Krishna. So Krishna immediately... Uh, decided to attack Astinapur. Now Balaram considered, Balaram was very uh, fond of Durjodhan. Uh, and so Balaram felt that if Krishna attacks then the whole Kuru dynasty will be finished if he attacks Astinapur. So Balaram uh, consoled them, saying, "Don't worry. Uh, I will go and I will uh, make truce with them and bring Samba with and with the bride." And so Balaram went, and at the city limit, in a garden, in a park, Balaram camped there, and he sent his messenger, saying. That that he was waiting for them there, so they came. Uh, when they got to know that Balaram was there, so Kuru members became very excited because they also were very fond of Balaram, and Balaram was very also dear to. They were also very dear to Balaram, so they came. They washed his feet, they worshiped him, and uh, everyone was rejoicing. Then Balaram said that I have come here with a message from Ugrasen, King Ugrasen, that uh, Samba, our son, has been imprisoned by you, because he took away your daughter, Durjadhan, your daughter Lakshmana from the Sahambara assembly. So uh, please uh, release Samba and send him back with the bride. So, So hearing that Durjadhan became very very upset. He became furious. He said, Ugrasen is ordering me, they are actually king due to my uh, favor. I have given them a stretch patch, a piece of land to rule over. And now he is commanding me, I should do this, I should do that. What does he think of himself? The what do they have? they are simply being patronized by us and that's why they are the king. So in this way the Durjodhan started to rave and rant. So at that Balaram became, and saying that Durjodhan just left. Saying that he is never going to release Samba, and he is never going to offer his daughter in marriage to Samba. So hearing that Balaram started to tremble with anger, shake with anger. For some time he could not speak. His lips just kept on trembling. And then he said, "Ugrasen is a king because of his favor? Krishna is nobody? What does he think of himself? This guru is, I am just going to Drown the whole city into Ganga today to send it to Patala Loka with all the inhabitants. And saying that Balaram literally took his plow and about to, uh, and that, that the whole city uh, started to shift. Uh, and everyone became worried, what's happening? It looks like a terrible earthquake. And a part of the city already fell on the river with all the palaces and everything. So then they realized it is due to Balaram's anger. So they all just came running to Balaram and begged forgiveness. Please, please forgive us. uh, They fell at his feet, begged forgiveness and said that, yes, yes, you take your samba back. (laughs) And yes, we will be very happy to offer our daughter Lakshmana in marriage to somebody. Please don't destroy us in this way. So then Balaram, ah. then in this way Balaram actually ah, got pacif- pacified. Hmm. So these are the words of Balaram. They are very nice actually. and read them out. Only gradually was I able to come the furious Jodhus and Lord Krishna was also enraged, desiring peace for these Kauravas I came here. But they are so dull-headed, fond of quarrel and mischievous by nature, that they have repeatedly disrespected me. Out of conceit, they dare to insult King Ugrasen. The lord of the Bhojas, Brishnis, and Andhakas, and they consider that he is not fit to command when Indra and other planetary rulers obey his orders. That same Krishna who occupies the Sudharma assembly and for his enjoyment took the Parijata tree from the immortal ga- demigods, that very Krishna is indeed not fit to sit on a royal throne. What the hell does this guy think of himself? <laughs> the goddess of fortune herself, ruler of the entire universe, worships his feet. And the master of the goddess of fortune does not deserve the paraphernalia of a mortal king. <clears throat> the dust of Krishna's lotus feet, which is a source of holiness for all places of pilgrimage, is worshipped by all the great demigods, the principal deities of all planets are engaged in his service and they consider themselves most fortunate to take dust of the, take the dust of the lotus feet of krishna on their f- crowns great demigods like lord brahma and lord shiva and even the goddess of fortune and i are simply <clears throat> simply parts of his spiritual identity and we also carefully carry the dust on our heads and still, Krishna is not fit to use the royal insignia or even sit on the royal throne. We Vrishnis enjoy only whatever small parcel of land the Kuru's allow us, and we are indeed shoes, whereas the Kuru's are the head. Krishna uh, Durjatan used the expression that this in this statement of of Ugrasen huh, seems like the shoe wants to go onto the head like he considered Ugrushan as a shoe as a shoe and his head his position is the head so that's why he is saying and we are indeed shoes whereas the Kurus are the head just see how these puffed up Kurus are intoxicated with the so-called power like ordinary drunken men what actual ruler with the power of power to command, we tolerate their fools, nasty words. Tolerate their foolish, nasty words. Today I shall read the art of the cow <coughs> Declared, declared, the furious Balaram. Thus he took his plough and rose up as if to set the three worlds ablaze. So this is how. Huh? Uh, Kauravas came to Balaram and fell at his feet after that when they saw that they were just uh, going to be completely destroyed with the whole city of Astinapur. And uh, Prabhupada actually mentions in the purport that still now one part of Delhi is lifted because of that, Uh, like the southern part of Delhi is uh, lifted. Anyway, <clears throat> so this is how Samba got married to Lakshmana. So Shishupal was dead. You remember how Shishupal died? shishupal had a very close friend named shalva another demon uh, so um, this uh, we see that the demons make an ally and uh, so they were all allies jarasandha shishupal dantavakra shalva duryodhan uh, shakuni and so all these were hmm, the demons actually. And Shalva, after Shishupal was killed, Shalva wanted to take revenge. So he also saw that Krishna's city of Dwarka is practically unapproachable and invincible. So, like because it's in the middle of the ocean. So he performed a great austerity to worship Lord Shiva, eating only a handful of dust. All he ate is a handful of dust. Uh, For one year he did that. Real friendship actually. (laughs) <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> so, for the sake of his friend, he went underwent such severe austerity to please Lord Shiva to be, get the power or the means to defeat or harm the jadus. So he then finally Lord Shiva came. So Lord Shiva asked, so what do you want? So he said that I want a flying city that would be able to uh, destroy the, um, the my enemies. Lord Shiva, as you know, uh, he said, fine. Let it be. And Maya Danava was called, and to build a city made of iron, a city that was made of iron with magical power that could fly, and. <clears throat> It was, just imagine, you know, like an amazing city uh, with palaces and things and full of, and so it could fly and it it had the magical power, it could even disappear from the vision. So with, and it's called, it was called Sobha, Uh, Sobha, flying city, Sobha. Shalya attacked Dwarka from there. And he started to shower weapons upon the city, uh, big boulders and all kinds of things. And all of a sudden the residents of Dwarka was completely overwhelmed with this attack. They saw a spaceship just going around and throwing all kinds of things. And at that time Krishna was not there. Krishna was in Hastinapur with the Pandavas. So Pradhumana came out with Sataki, Shamba and others. And they tried to fight. And it was difficult to fight because it would just disappear and appear and throw flowers fire, weapons and all kinds of things from that, flying machine. But uh, Pradumna uh, was uh, defending uh, with the Pandavas, with the other Jadus and uh, so uh, that in this way they are defending the city but they could defeat them. Then, <clears throat> Salah's minister, Duman, uh, came and challenged Pradumna and in that battle he hit Pradumna so hard on his chest with his mess that Pradumna fainted and fell on the chariot. So his charioteer was Dāruka's son, Krishna's charioteer was Dāruka and Darukasan was Pradumna's charioteer. So when Pradumna became unconscious, uh, the charioteer took him out of the battlefield. So when Pradumna came back to his senses, he was very upset. He said, why did you do that? I would rather die in the battlefield than run away from the battlefield. So Immediately take me to the battlefield. So. He brought him back to the battlefield again and then Pradumna started to fight again with Duman. But this time with an arrow, Pradumna severed his head off. This is how he killed Duman. And a terrible battle continued for 27 days. Shala was attacking in his magical spaceship and the uh, residents of Dwarka were defending that attack, and in a way, it was very, very devastating for them. Um, and <clears throat> so, then Krishna came back from Hastinapur. So, when Krishna came back, he just <clears throat> So, uh, then Krishna got into the battle and in that battle he, uh, Shalva was in a very bad shape. His thing was almost um, damaged in many places, but still he was flying in that machine. And then with his magical power Shalva disappeared. So Krishna couldn't find him. Hmm. But then all of a sudden, one messenger came to Krishna and said, Shalla, captured your father. And please do something about it. And then right there he saw that Shalla was on the spaceship with his father Bosudev. And Shalva said, so I got your father now and see what I do to him. Saying that, Shalva cut his head off, Basudev's head off. Krishna became completely overwhelmed with emotion, started to cry. But then he came back to Krishna, came back to his original consciousness. He said, Nobody can harm my father. It's just a magic. Uh-huh. So then Krishna's anger uh, became multiplied by thousand times. And he sent his Sudarshan Chakra and uh, That machine was destroyed, Sobha City, and it fell in the ocean. Then uh, Sala somehow escaped from that and he was standing there trying to face Krishna and then Krishna sent his Shudarshan Chakra and shala's head was severed so this is how another demon was killed with all his associates hmm. now shala has a friend had a friend <laughs> his name was dantavakra so hmm? hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha became ravan and kumbhakarna in treta yuga and those two personalities in dwapar yuga came as uh, they came as shishupal and dantavakra extremely powerful like all these people all these demons they were all of them were actually undefeatable. Invincible, nobody could defeat them So powerful and that's why they became so arrogant They were extremely arrogant thinking that nobody could defeat them Because so far nobody could defeat them So Vakra, when he got the news That uh, Shala has been, his friend Shala has been killed So he decided to take revenge and he attacked uh, Krishna and they started to fight. Uh, so this has been described uh, in very nice way, how the fight actually took place. So Srimad Bhagavatam uh, is describing, although hit by Dantabhakra's club, Lord Krishna the deliverer of the Jadus, did not budge from his place on the battlefield. Rather with his massive Komadaki club, the Lord struck Dantavakra in the middle of his chest. His heart shattered by the club's blow, Dantavakra vomited blood and fell lifeless to the ground, his hair disheveled and his arms and legs sprawling. a most subtle and wondrous spark of light then rose from the demon's body and entered Lord Krishna's, while everyone looked on. Just as it happened during Shishupal's annihilation. Shishupal's killing. So these two personalities, they actually after death they entered into Krishna's body. And Prabhupada in the purport mentioned in his Krishna book that um, they in this way after this that time they went back to the spiritual sky. So this is how all these demons were killed one after another by Krishna. Mm-hmm. Then when Dantavakra mm, was killed, then his uh, brother Viduratha uh, attacked with sword and shield in hand. And a terrible f- battle took place. As I said, like they all were actually invincible. Mm. And after a terrible battle for a long time uh, Like Krishna killed Dant- uh, Biduratha also with his Chakra With his Sudarsana disk he killed And although they were invincible But the Lord defeated them with extreme ease. And one thing also is interesting to note that all the demons were being killed in this battle but not a single soldier from Krishna's side died. (laughs) That is the advantage of siding with Krishna. Those who are opposed to Krishna, they all will be annihilated. But those who are siding with Krishna, they will be unharmed. Whether they fight or not fight, Krishna's devotees will always be protected by Him. And after all, we can see why not. Because Krishna is a supreme controller. Krishna is the supreme controller. He is controlling everything. So all that is happening is just his pastimes. And his pastimes are meant to kill the demons and protect his devotees. So naturally in his pastimes the demons will be killed and his devotees will be protected. And this is how people will develop faith in Krishna. Hmm. This is Krishna's arrangement to, to increase our faith in him. Like huh? as devotees it happens also. Initially we think, well, big, big devotees had been protected by Krishna, but he won't protect me. Don't you get that feeling? <laughs> I mean, after all, who who am I? Why Krishna will worry about me? All those big devotees, Prahlad Maharaj, Parikshit Maharaj, Arjun, uh, Abhimanu, uh, so they may have been protected naturally because they are devotees of Krishna. But we generally tend to feel that it won't happen to us, Krishna won't really protect us. And that is why we need to hear about Krishna. That is why we need to speak about Krishna's instructions. Because when we hear about Krishna from a proper source, when we read about the books about Krishna's pastimes or Krishna's instructions, then we actually begin to notice that no, whoever surrenders to Krishna, Krishna will protect him. So if I also surrender to Krishna, Krishna will protect me. And material nature is a dangerous situation, dangerous place. It is not that only nowadays we have terrorists. Terrorists were there in those days also. Like Shishupal, Dantavakra, Durjadhan, uh, Jarasandha, they all were terrorists. They are terrorizing the whole world in a more effective way. Can you imagine 20,800 kings were in captivity? Can you imagine 16,000 princes were kidnapped? Not kidnapped, by force they were taken. And when these princes were taken, their family members were killed. Their father brothers were killed. Uh-huh. So terrorism is not a new thing. Uh, it's not just you know that terrorism is started by the uh, uh, ISIS and <laughs> and uh, anyway whoever it is and all those guys. Terrorists were always there. Now how do we protect ourselves from these terrorist attacks? Those days, the kings were fighting. But in this age, uh, who are we going to take shelter of? Who is going to fight against the terrorists? Because all are terrorists. The government is terrorists. <laughs> those who are in government, they are terrorists. And those who are identified terrorists, they are of course terrorists. Uh, so, uh, what is the what is the way? The only way is to take shelter of Krishna. And when we take shelter of Krishna, it is guaranteed that we will be protected. Mm. And then we see also how the devotees have practical experience. Uh, I have heard uh, so many devotees had experience that how they have been saved by Krishna. How many of you had that experience? That you have been saved by Krishna? Yes. Ah. There are so many such wonderful experiences. In such amazing way. Ah. You want to hear some of those stories? (laughs) In Germany, those days, devotees used to go out in Harinam in a kind of in a red light area hmm. because uh, that is where most of the people were at night and they used to go out in Harinam in that area. like we generally go out and those, those days used to go out in Harinam in the crowded places in the at night. Hmm. I think in London you still do that yeah saturday night uh, and so and that devotees were chanting uh, and then all of a sudden there was a huge giant like a person he was charging towards them devotees didn't know what to do like this guy was just coming this you could see that he was coming to attack and but they didn't know what to do, so they started to chant uh, Nishingadeva's prayer. And as they started to chant Nishingadev's prayer, that person's body was flung up in the, up in the sky and then he fell on the ground unconscious. And the paramedics came uh, immediately and they said that he had a heart attack. He had a massive heart attack. <laughs> they saw it as a heart attack but we know <laughs> it was Dev who took care of him. <laughs> another time I heard of another story when a girl was distributing books and all of a sudden actually she was just passing by with the books in her hand and going like in a not so crowded place, really she was going door to door and all of a sudden this guy comes and trying to attack her. She was completely helpless. she thought she would scream but didn't know what to do. All she remembered is Nishingadev, And the moment she remembered Nishingadev, something happened That man just turned around and walked away. (laughs) So, uh, there's so many such incidents where the devotees have been uh, saved by Krishna. Hmm. And as you said, practically most of you raised your hands hmm, that uh, how you had experienced that Krishna saved you. Just yesterday actually somebody was telling me and that family left today. Um, he's a doctor from Malaysia, Johu and he was telling all of a sudden in their their house caught fire. and it was about 8 o'clock in the morning and that's it was a short circuit or something and the upper floor just got burnt in no time and he was telling me that had it happened three hours back then all of them would have been dead because huh, upstairs is the bedrooms they all were, uh, would have been sleeping and it would have been happened and just uh, got burnt. And this electric fire, they could have been electrocuted. But his daughters and son were away in school by that time. And he was getting ready to go to his office and they were downstairs and all of a sudden they noticed that the fire, they came out and they saw right in front of their eyes how the, how the house got burnt and it was a brick house and he was telling that the way it got burnt, like the whole of inside got burnt like when they touched it just uh, the whole thing collapsed, not then when the people came like uh, so <clears throat> there was another time I remember uh, that happened in South Africa uh, in Johannesburg one person, told he was telling me that their house also caught fire and they ran out but then they realized that their daughter was inside still. So he broke and that daughter, there was no way he could bring her out and so he broke the window, jumped into the house and took her out. And just as he came out, the house collapsed. So I mean we noticed that just, you know, it's not that we don't face danger. But in the dangerous situation, how miraculously Krishna saves. If it was just a matter of few minutes or few hours, things would have been totally different. So, so as I was saying, like danger will be there in the material nature all the time. Uh, Padang padang jat bipadang nateshvam. At every step there is danger. But what does a devotee do? Devotee faces it with the right spirit. One beautiful example is uh, Calcutta was about to be bombed. Mm. The Japanese were going to bomb Calcutta because Calcutta was a big army base of the British. And so when they bomb, like they won't only bomb in where the British are, the whole city probably would have been bombed. <coughs> and they started to, people started to evacuate the city. <coughs> Prabhupada was there in Calcutta at that time. What did Prabhupada do? Hmm. When everybody was running away from the city, what did Prabhupada do? Prabhupada went out in a Harinam. In Abhay Charan, we have depicted that scene. Uh, just one boy and <laughs> Prabhupada. <laughs> went out with And Prabhupada's point was that we will chant and if the bomb drops, by chanting the holy name, if we die we will go back to Godhead. And when we chant the holy name, the holy name may save us. So that is a devotee's attitude. And that's what Prabhupada demonstrated. And now you know, miraculously, Calcutta didn't get bombed. Now people may come up with different theories. And we have our theory. And our theory is because Prabhupada was chanting the holy name of the Lord, Calcutta city was spared. I mean, I time and time again I see things like that and when I tell them, people uh, sometimes they take me seriously, sometimes they no, don't. And for example, when glasnost and perestroika happened in Russia, how many of you know what is glasnost and perestroika? <laughs> okay, <laughs> some points to ponder. You see, in Russia a change started to take place. They are shifting from communism to liberalism. Hmm. So that move is called glasnost and perestroika. Hmm. And today you can see, I mean, most really many of you can't even imagine what Russia was like uh, before uh, 1980 seven hmm. Russia was under iron carton and it was not only Russia, it was the whole Eastern Bloc. Russia was controlling all the East European countries hmm. like Poland, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Ukraine, uh, Estonia, Lithuania, uh, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, all those places, they were uh, under Russian government, I mean they called it United, I mean sort of Soviet Union, Soviet Union, USSR. So uh, that was Russia. And why did this change take place all of a sudden in Russia? Uh, that was we are talking about in 1987. You know, in 1984, Brezhnev, who was the head of uh, the USSR, he actually made a statement that Russia's worst enemies are uh, Europe- American culture, hmm, pop music, Uh, and Hare Krishna Movement. Uh, I mean he was serious. Uh, He considered that Hare Krishna Movement is a threat. Because he saw the way the youth of Russia were taking to Krishna Consciousness and they were totally undaunted. Uh, They were trying to force them to give up Krishna Consciousness. They tortured them brutally, they subjected them to all kinds of psychological tribulations, uh, like in the name of psychological treatment, they were giving them poison. Still they would not give up. They were put into prison uh, in Siberia and they, didn't, they were not give, allowed to take the Japamala, and, and you know what they used to do? The bread that they used to get, with the breads, uh, they would make into balls, and uh, with that, they used to make the beads and they used to chant. Now, tell me, how come from 84 to 87 such a massive change took place? Such a massive change took place in Russia. Russia completely changed. Uh, Gorbachev came and he actually started that move, Glasnost and Perestroika. Why did it happen? Because of the devotees. Because the devotees were being tortured, that's why the Russian leadership collapsed. And Russia became free. So this is how Krishna works. We have to recognize that Krishna is there, Krishna is controlling everything. And if we surrender unto Him, He will make all kinds of wonderful arrangements. All we have to do is to surrender. Have that implicit faith that He is there and He will take care of everything. So. Now, uh, Pandavas and Kauravas, uh, as you know, were getting ready for a battle. So, Krishna hmm, was, Krishna was a big uh, power. So Kauravas wanted to have Krishna on their side and Pandavas naturally wanted to have Krishna on their side. So <clears throat> one day, one morning, Duryodhan came to Krishna's palace Dwarka in Dwarka. He came quite early uh, because he was very eager to have Krishna on his side. And so he arrived there when Krishna was asleep. So Duryodhana came and sat on a chair near Krishna's head. Then, after some time, Arjuna came and he sat on at Krishna's feet on his bed. So when Krishna woke up, he first saw Arjuna. And he told Arjun, when did you come? Then Duryodhana just jumped up. I came first, I came first. (laughs) So you should attend me. But Krishna said, but I saw him first. So that's why I addressed him. It's natural. So Duryodhana started to say, no, I come first. Therefore, you have to listen to me. You have to side with me. And Arjuna left it up to Krishna. Krishna, you know we always depend upon you. But still, it is your desire. Uh, in whichever way you want to side, that's your desire. So that's the attitude of a devotee. Uh, whatever Krishna wants, that let that be. Uh, if Krishna wants me to die, I will die. If Krishna wants to keep me, he will keep me. Uh, If he wants to kill me, let him kill me. Mm -hmm. That is the mood of a devotee. Mm -hmm. So then Krishna said, Look, I am equally disposed to both of you. So I do not want to be partial to anyone. So what I will do is, I will give you a choice. Like the side that I will go, I'll just be with them, but I won't fight for them in this battle. But on the other hand, there will be my whole army, Narayani Sena, my army. <clears throat> so you decide who you want. You want me, but I won't fight. On the other hand, you will have my army. Anyway, since Arjun is younger, I'll give him the first choice, Krishna said. Arjun, what do you want? Krishna, I want you only. Whether you fight or don't fight, doesn't matter. All I want is you. Duryanthar practically jumped with joy. He did not display it. What a fool! <laughs> What's the use of having him if he's not going to fight? Huh? After all, I won. Huh? I got his army. So, this is again the difference between a devotee and a non devotee. Devotee wants Krishna, whether he fights or whatever, he knows he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he, if, if he is with him, then uh, all auspiciousness, all victory is going to be there. But if he's not there with him, then no matter how big is your support, how big is your strength, uh, how big is your power, it's all useless. So this is how Krishna actually sided with Arjun uh, and promised that he won't uh, fight on their behalf. So Krishna became Arjun's chariot driver. But although Krishna did not fight on their behalf, but so many times Krishna actually saved Arjun so many times. See one such instance was when Arjun was <coughs> fighting with uh, I think Bhagadatta and he used a weapon. It was actually, the weapon was the son of takshak the serpent it is a serpent that took the shape of a weapon to kill arjun to take revenge about his mother's death and because in that khandav of forest fire mother died so, and he was keeping that weapon just for Arjuna. And he released that weapon. And that weapon was to destroy Arjuna, kill Arjuna. It was invincible, it was just going to kill Krishna, Arjuna. But what did Krishna do? Krishna just pressed the chariot and the chariot sank by six inches and instead of hitting on Krishna or Arjun's head it hit on Krishna's or it hit on Arjun's crown and took the crown off so this is how Krishna saved Arjun just to mention one occasion so jatra jogeshwara Krishna jatra parthatara uh, Tatra, Shri, Vijaya, Bhuti, Dhriti, Niti, Dhriti, uh, Dhruva, uh, oh, yeah. Niti, Matir Mama. Matir Mama. Dhruva, Niti, Matir So wherever there is Krishna and His devotee Arjuna, there is bound to be uh, Shri, Opulence, Vijaya, Victory. So victory and opulence uh, and righteousness, niti, uh, is bound to be there. So this is how uh, devotees um, depend upon Krishna with full conviction. One of the things about, one of the conditions for surrender is, Abhashurokhive Krishna To have that implicit faith that Krishna will protect. And that faith will come from hearing about Krishna. That's why these seminars are organized. So that we can consider how Krishna saves his devotees. And that is why we develop our uh, our inclination, our desire, and our affinity to surrender to Krishna. Surrender to Krishna. Krishna Himself is giving the assurance: "Sarva praja, sarva Hmm. Moksha ishami masha cha. Rakshishi te, Rakshishi ti vishasha goptritte baranantata. Vishash, to have that implicit faith that Krishna will protect. Konteya pratijani hi nami bhakta pranashati. O son of Kunti, Arjun declare boldly, tell everyone that my devotee will never vanquish. My devotee will be always protected by me. So after approaching Krishna, Arjun, Durjadhan and Arjun approached Balaram with the same appeal. Will you please side with us? Balaram decided, no, I am not going to side with anyone. So he decided to go out on a pilgrimage. So when the battle of Kurukshetra was going on, Balaram was not there. He was on pilgrimage. And while he was traveling, he came to Naimisharanya. And in Naimisharanya at that time, the sages assembled to perform a thousand year long sacrifice, seeing the approach of Kali Yuga. Hmm. Sahasra satamasata, Samamasata hmm thousand year long sacrifice, uh, seeing that uh, Kalimagata, that Kali Yuga is approaching. They decided to perform a thousand year long sacrifice and in that assembly they used to listen to the the scriptural injunctions, especially Purans and the Puranas were being recited or narrated by Romaharshan Suta. So when Balaram approached there, when Balaram arrived there, all the sages stood up to offer respect. And only Suta did not get up. Balaram detected that this guy is so arrogant, because he is reciting Purana, uh, he is, because he is sitting in a big asana, he got so puffed up uh, that he didn't uh, even consider offering respect to me. So Balaram just picked up a grass, touched him. He was dead. So then the consideration was like who will take his seat? So Balaram suggested that his son Ugrasravasutta, who is Sutta Goswami, became the reciter of Shrimad Bhagavatam. So <coughs> At that time Balaram considered, oh, I killed a Brahmana. <laughs> so how to become free from the sin of killing a Brahmana? So the sages said, you go on a, a, a traveling expedition of all the holy places. So that is why Balaram was traveling for one year. But Balaram came in at a time when Bhima, just at the end of the battle of Kurukshetra, Durjadhan lost his entire army. He lost his entire army, defeated and he was hiding. So Pandavas actually considered that until Durjadhan is killed, the battle is not going to be finished. But Durjadhan escaped, he was hiding. So one person who is to bring food for Bhima, he reported that Durjadhan is hiding in a lake. So hearing that, the Pandavas along with Krishna went to that place. and. Durjadhan with his mystic power, he was under the water. So, they started to shout at Durjadhan, Durjadhan, where is your valor now? You are boasting so much, and now you are hiding like a woman. Uh, Just put on your (laughs) sari. So, being insulted in this way, Duryodhan came out And he said, I am not hiding I am simply resting for a while <laughs> So Pandava said Fine uh, So now you had enough rest At least you had some rest You didn't get any rest at all <laughs> so come, let's fight You can select any one of us and you can select any weapon and um, duryodhan selected bhima because his animosity was against bhima and Maharaj actually gave him the condition that if you can defeat any one of us you'll get your kingdom back um, we will consider that you have become you have won so <clears throat> but still huh, duryodhan selected bhima and selected the club mess and he did because he was very expert in that and bhima also was expert in that and if uh, fighting duryodhan was very expert very skilled in mess fight Whereas Bhima was not so skilled, but he was powerful. So in this, no one could defeat anyone. So at that time, Balaram, Balaram tried to stop them from fighting, but they were both of them were so bent on fighting. They decided they went on fighting. And at that time, what did Krishna do? <laughs> and. That reminded him about his promise. So he made a move to make Durjathan jump up. And when he jumped up, then he just smashed his thigh. With broken hmm, thighs, Durjathan fell on the ground. Balaram became so angry that he was about to attacked him because he broke uh, the law of misfight. fight. Because the law is that one should not hit below the belt. But Durjadhan was struck on his thigh below the belt. So, krishna pacified balaram telling reminding him that that bhima actually took a vow that he would kill him by breaking the thigh that he exposed to indicate to Dushashan to strip Draupadi. so because he took a vow a vow of a kshatriya prevails everything every law so Bhima was not wrong. So, in this way we can again see how Krishna protects his devotees, even from Balaram. <laughs> Duryodhan was very dear to Balaram. Balaram was very fond of Duryodhan. Uh, for example, Balaram wanted Subhadra to get married to Duryodhan. Anyway, we will tell you that story tomorrow. <laughs> But uh, so in this way in many occasions uh, we see that Balaram was not so favorable to the Pandavas as he was to Durjadhan. But Krishna was always in their favor and as a result of that they were always protected. On the other hand when we see that no matter how dear Durjadhan was to Balaram, <laughs> but because he was opposed to Krishna uh, he couldn't be saved. Anyway, maybe I can just tell a continuing anecdote to uh, start to get into question answers because I can see some questions are coming. <clears throat> when Durjodhan, Pandavas then left Durjodhan lying there and at that time Ashwatthama Kripacharya and Varma uh, they came and saw Durjata lying in that condition. So they are very heartbroken that the king uh, who was ruling the entire earth planet is lying there unattended on the ground with his broken thighs. So that is how Durjadhan met his end and Ashurthama then decided to take revenge. He was already furious, he was already burning inside because the way his father was killed, Uh, his father was killed in a treacherous way because Dronacharya could not be killed by anyone as long as he had a weapon in his hands. So Krishna knew that, so Dronacharya was was impossible to face that day. So Krishna told Yudhishthir that we have to do something to stop him. The only way he can be stopped is if he gets to know somehow that his son is dead. And Asuttama is invincible, he is immortal actually. Immortal means he is meant to live a long, long time. So no one can kill him. But Yudhishthira, if you say, then Dronacharya will believe that. Uh, Yudhishthira said, no, whether we win the battle or lose the battle, I am not going to tell a lie. Krishna said, Look, I mean you're going to lose your brothers. He said, let me lose my brother and everything. Still I'm not going to make a lie, tell a lie. So then Krishna told Bhima, Bhima, our truthful brother is not going to tell a lie. So go, there is an elephant called Ashatthama. Just kill that Ashatthama and then our truthful brother can declare that Ashwatthama is dead. So in no time Bhima just went and finished that elephant. So Krishna said, now, dear brother, tell the truth. So he went near Dronacharya, and shouted. He said, Ashutthama is dead, the elephant. But when, as soon as he said, Ashutthama is dead, Krishna blew his conch <laughs> shell, so Dronacharya <laughs> couldn't hear the last part, the elephant. So he gave, he dropped his weapon, and at that time, Drishtadumna, Draupadi's brother, who was actually born to kill Ashut, kill Dronacharya, came and severed his head. So Ashutthama was burning with uh, anger to take revenge. And now he is seeing that his dear friend Durya has also been uh, struck in an unlawful way. So he was thinking what to do, what to do. So that night they were sleeping under a tree. Ashutthama couldn't sleep. He was just lying there, his eyes wide open and then he saw that there was a bird's nest and one owl came and killed the baby birds at night. So from that Ashwathama got the idea. So he woke up. Kripacharya and uh, uh, Kritabharma uh, Kripacharya and Kritabharma and <clears throat> and he took up the sword that was given by Lord Shiva. And Ashwatthama had the blessing that for one night no one would be able to defeat him. So he went to the Pandava camp when everyone was fast asleep after so many days of battle they are fast asleep after winning the battle completely relaxed, they were sleeping and Ashwatthama went and he started to kill them when they were dead the first one to kill was uh, Drishtadumna he kicked him when he was sleeping and he woke up and in that condition, when he was unharmed, un- unarmed, he just killed him. Then he killed Joppa, his five sons. And this way he killed the entire uh, Pandava army that night. Krita-Varma and Kripacharya was kept on the, the entrance so that no one could escape. He was slaughtering everybody inside and no one could escape because they are not letting them out and kill them. Fortunately that night the Pandavas with Krishna were not there. With Krishna they were somewhere else. So that is how we can see again by Krishna's divine arrangement the Pandavas were spared and he took the five heads of the five sons to console Durjadhan Ah, Durjadhan was still alive so Ashwathama brought those five heads and gave him gave them to Durjadhan saying that he got the heads of the five Pandavas but Durjadhan took the head (coughs) And still, we can see, although he is in die- he is dying, he pressed the head with so much anger uh, that the head crushed. And Duryodhana said, "This is not the Pandavas; this is the young boys' heads." So this is how he Duryodhana actually could make out, and he was lamenting that you killed this innocent boys. When they were asleep, how could you do that, Asitama? So, in this way, we can see there was some nobility in Duryodhana also. Or maybe the nobility came back because he was dying. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so, so, this is how we can, there's so much to learn from these happenings, uh, from Krishna's pastimes. Hare Krishna. So let's see the questions. Okay. There some written questions and there are some questions. Give the mic to them. Okay, let me answer this one. Nailesh Joshi from Surat. Uh, question 1. Even Bhishma Pitamaha was knowing Krishna well. Why didn't he stop and educate Durjadhan to fight with Sambha. So, well, Durjadhan, I mean, as uh, Bhishma, you see the custom is that no one speaks against the king. And that is the Vedic culture again. Uh, No one stands up against the superior. So king is superior, Therefore, even though Bhishma was there, he did not really, uh, he went ahead, went along with their decision. Why Krishna helped Durjadhan by giving his entire Chatur Bhuj Sena to him while Kurukshetra Yudha? I just mentioned that. Krishna made two conditions. One side will have him while he won't touch any weapon and he will give his Narayani Sena uh, to the other side as Shiva is Uttam Bhakta of Krishna or Uttam Vaishnava has heard that we can get Bhakti of Krishna through Krishna Bhakta Vaishnava only not directly from Krishna so it's not the easy way to get Krishna pray faster by praying to Lord Shiva yes you can pray to Lord Shiva but I think uh, it will be better to pray to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Krishna Himself came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give, to give Krishna prema. Kirti Kumari Dasi You have mentioned that we should develop the implicit faith that Krishna will surely protect us as this is one of the limbs of Sharanagati. On the other hand we see that humility is also one of the limbs of saranagati. So shouldn't we feel ourselves unworthy of Krishna's protection? Okay? So when it comes to becoming humble then you may consider that you are unworthy of Krishna's protection but when you consider that Krishna always protects then you can consider that he will always protect you. (laughs) Also you have mentioned that a devotee's attitude is if Krishna wants to kill me he can kill me whatever he likes so when we are in a dangerous situation, should you think Krishna will surely protect me or should he think you may do as you like Krishna? Very good, very good question. It will depend upon the person's uh, attitude um, at that time. Um, so devotee may feel that, okay, uh, let me pray to Krishna to protect me. Like, you see, ultimately we have to be honest. We should not be pretentious. Uh, If we are in a level when we want to be protected, when we feel that we need to be protected, then we can beg to Krishna for protection. But if we are advanced enough, and we need to think, well, whatever Krishna wants. Uh, So, it will depend upon the devotees degree of Advancement. Vinith Das, where is Vinith? Okay. What was the effect on the age of Kali of the killing of Durjadhana, who was Kali personified? What was the effect on the age of Kali, uh, even due to the killing of Durjadhana? Okay, the Dwapar Juga is ending and Kali was rejoicing, soon my reign will begin. Okay. Hitesh from Baroda Base. Is Hitesh here? Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj, you told in yesterday's lecture, that Draupadi got married to five Pandavas due to Shiva's boon. My question is: uh, What was society's uh, was that direct or oh, reaction? and Kuru's reaction. What was society's reaction and Kuru's reaction as it was not allowed for a woman. (coughs) Well, some accepted and some were thinking that this is not right. Uh, Everybody has this opinion although it was not the age of democracy. jagat question is how we can draw how we can draw border lines between dependence on lord and carelessness sometime it is observed people become careless in dealing with resources provided by Krishna. Uh, Well, uh, you can see the difference between dependence on Krishna and carelessness. Uh, Dependence on Krishna means, you know, like you're depending upon Krishna. And when you're careless then That you see, dependence cannot, carelessness cannot be an excuse in the name of dependence. Uh, The thing is, dependence doesn't also mean becoming inactive. The devotees, the devotees try their best, but depend upon Krishna. Uh, It is not that devotees become inactive. Uh, and careless and so I am depending upon Krishna you see the difference Uh, devotee tries his best and depends upon Krishna that is the difference between a devotee and a bum (laughs) (laughs) Rasananda Das Lord Balaram exemplifies the service attitude to Krishna. Also Pandava also Prabhupada mentioned that Lord Balaram's only mission is to please Krishna. So my question is why did Balaram supported and tried to help Durjadhan in many ways? How to understand this? Well, uh, you see, Balaram is the hope of the hopeless. (laughs) So that is why he sometimes sides with the hopeless. Uh, But eventually Balaram wants them to become a devotee of Krishna. In his own way Balaram brings them to Krishna. Dharmendra Krishna Das, my question is from yesterday's class. Does subtle body also have senses like gross body? How these senses will be purified? Yes, they have senses. In a subtle way, are you aware of the expression "the mind's eye"? Huh? Are you aware of that expression "mind's eye"? Okay, close your eyes. Can you see something? Huh? Can you see things? Do you dream? In a dream, you think, you see. In dream, do you hear? In dream, you, do you touch? So, these are the senses of the subtle body. Yes, the senses are there in the subtle body also, but they are in a subtle way. Okay? This is from. Rohit Khandelwal or Rochit? Rochit Khandelwal. Okay. Uh, I wish to ask that we see in majority of Krishna's pastimes that He made such arrangements that demons provoke Krishna and he was never as such openly, openly cared about killing them. The demons provoked Krishna and he was never as such openly cared about killing them. Um, Well, ultimately he kills them. Okay? (laughs) Right? He may not immediately kill, say for example, he didn't kill Jarasandha. But eventually Jarasandha was dead. Hmm. What has this, what is this reason? And what's a lesson for us as per present time? The lesson is very simple. If you go against Krishna, you'll be killed sooner or later. If you surrender to Krishna, you'll be saved all the time. Okay? Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Primanandi. Okay? <laughs> Some more questions still. Go ahead. you
1: uh, so comparing uh, the. In and time, the demons and the present modern day demons and how they are fighting and that kind of fighting. Even the Cardoals all the demons, but they are also devotees, they are also going to the benedictions. And the uh, and in present day, like if you see demons, they are also like so-called strict devotees, devotees of their religion. And when the was died in the war, they also got the Quran Muhammad some higher destination. So at the present time, they're also in the name of God, they're also terrorizing. So I know they'll go to yeah, hell, But you say but, but but you see that they're also devoted, they're also following the scriptures. So what destination they would get?
0: Well, the destination will be the scripture, they are following that destination. You get the point. That scripture is not scripture. That is a demoniac scripture. Right? So that is the difference. I am talking about what the Muslims are following. Like by killing people, innocent people, you are going to go to the you know, spiritual world. I mean, give us a break. <laughs> and in course of time you know we'll see. they'll, they'll destroy themselves. Just because they are, first of all we have to consider what is Dharma. Prabhupada makes it very clear, Dharma is to surrender to Krishna. Dharma is not just some concocted ideas. You can't just come up with a concocted idea and say, This is a dharma. And that is a concocted idea. Okay. So, because they are saying they are following a religion, that doesn't mean that they are following a religion. We may call it a religion, they may call it a religion, but it's not a religion. Now what is the definition of religion? Dharmam tu shakshat bhagavat pranitam Dharma, religion, real religion is that has been given by the Lord Himself bhagavat pranitam Also huh, <coughs> Dharma shan sthitan pumshan katha suya vichaksena katha, Krishna's katha. Not pada e jadiratim shramayi vahike valam. It doesn't develop attachment to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's a waste of energy and time. So, because they have gone great popularity in the name of religion, that doesn't mean that they are religion. At the most it is a children's religion, A, B, C, D. Uh. Now you see, the children of primary school or kindergarten, if the children of kindergarten say, this is the only education, then what will happen? And that's what is happening. They say, this is the religion. At the most it is, as I said, it is a Kindergarten religion, and they are not open to listen to anybody. Then, you know, like if some religion says, don't listen to anybody, don't even listen to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is it a religion? And that's what they are promoting, so that's the difference.
1: What about the present, uh, the army, uh, <coughs> the defense, when they are fighting with different central armies, will they all go to the same destination? Or when the, the
0: demons fight with the demons, then they don't go to the heaven. I mean, they don't go to the spiritual world. One set of demons fighting with another set of demons. So what's the big deal? <laughs> so you
1: can't say it's a
0: Dharma yoga. Use your common sense. What's happening with it?
1: I'm saying like suppose if someone is attacking India and you're fighting some other country. So we are that is <laughs> a <laughs>
0: common use we is India following Dharma? So <laughs> as I said, India is demoniac, Pakistan is demoniac. So India Pakistan get into a war. Uh, that doesn't mean because we are the Indians, it is Dharmajuddha. <laughs> then, what's the difference between those Al Qaeda and you? <laughs> In a situation where a devotee
1: is fighting under the, of the army, what happens to
0: him? He should consider whether it is fighting for Krishna. Uh, did he join the army because it's Krishna's army, or he joined the army because he's going to get some salary? And they are not soldiers, they are mercenaries. Uh, they are just fighting for somebody because he's getting paid. That's not army, that's not dharma. Mm. Uh, we see all the demigods,
1: even Krishna, he has all like all the gods and Suprampanangar, they all have vehicles, like Krishna has Varuda, you know, like, how do we understand that when somebody says Ganesha is a rat? And how like we we'll see that Ganesha is riding on the rat? <laughs> sorry. So, like, like we can understand that like, okay Krishna is fine, like Garuda, okay and
0: uh, those guys sitting on a ship and a tiger, so L- how the gender we can understand? Well, if Ganesh rides on a rat, that's a, that's a very special rat. <laughs> At least he rides on a, on a living creature. But you are riding on a, on a inert, Automobile. Isn't a living creature better than an inert automobile? <laughs> At least he can listen. Anyway, the, your automobile also can listen to you. <laughs> anyway, we have to understand that, you know, this is these are factual. Or,
1: or is it a simple or All they have spiritual uh, narratives, but maybe it is a single <coughs>
0: You mean the aeroplane, the sh- shape of a rat? <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> Doesn't Airbus 380 look like a rat? <laughs> but our understanding is that. Uh, it is uh, whatever is spoke, written in the scriptures, you have to take them as it is. As it is, Prabhupada pointed out. Don't concoct. Uh, there is no need to concoct. <coughs> Rama Mohan Das. Okay. How to chant feelingly as gopis used to chant. Okay, try to put some feeling in it. <laughs> Krishna, Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for a wonderful seminar. I have a query from two days ago. The subject matter is the size of the soul when the living entity returns back home, back to Godhead does the size of the soul remain the same that is one ten thousand part of the tip of the hair since in the spiritual world the living entity has a spiritual body uh, very good, very good question Krishna. <clears throat> you see the spiritual The the spiritual spark, the living entity, became a tiny little spark, Uh, development of the spiritual, full development of the spiritual body. And with that spiritual body, the spirit soul goes back to Godhead. Hmm. It is synonymous or relative to its service to Krishna. As he serves Krishna, he develops his spiritual body. Okay, so finally I can say thank you all very much. Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande, Hare Hare.